And good morning and welcome to another edition of the Bible Provocateur. I'm your host, Jonathan Eubanks. Today's message is going to come from the book of Psalm, the 132nd chapter. And this message today is a little different than the other ones. This would be more, I would consider this more of a meditation or devotional. Something to encourage you all to continue the fight to maintain your own faith. The fight to continue building the faith and the encouragement of faith in others. The fight to resist evil. The fight to recognize the things that are going on in this world, how to apply these biblical truths to your practical lives. I want to look at Psalm 132. I'm going to start reading at verse 1. Psalm 132, verse 1. It says, Lord, remember David and all his afflictions, how he swore unto the Lord and vowed unto the mighty God of Jacob. Surely I would not come into the tabernacle of my house, nor go up into my bed. I would not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find out a place for the Lord, a habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. So here we have this vow that King David made to God, a vow that he made to himself that he would make good on. And throughout David's ministry as the king of Israel, one of the things that was most important to him above all, the one thing that was most important to him above all, was finding a place to put the tabernacle of God, to build a temple to house the tabernacle of God. Now we all, like David, know that the Lord God cannot be trapped and harnessed inside a temple. We know that's not true. We know that can't happen. But we can, we can understand that there is fellowship with God wherever we are willing to have it with him. Now, in David's journey at the time, having the Ark of the Covenant put somewhere sacred because of the sacred nature of the Ark of the Covenant, David was adamant about finding this location and getting this, this done. And unfortunately for David, he, in his lifetime, was not able to get it done. And in the temple that did house the Ark of the Covenant did not get built until after David died and his son Solomon reigned in his place. And then it was Solomon who would eventually build this temple that would house the Ark of the Covenant. In any case... David may not have, he may not have built 
the temple or the house that he intended to build for the habitation of God. But he did not do it in the physical sense. However, he did do it in the very spiritual sense, which is the most important. And here is what I need, me. So we all know that David was a man after God's very own heart. This was the testimony of the Lord God himself. This was the Lord's testimony about David. Now, to begin with, let me just say this. We are commanded to be God's witnesses, to herald his truths to all of mankind, to the ends of the earth, in order that souls can be saved and that souls can be prevented from having to undergo the ultimate and final wrath of God, the destruction of this earth and its renewing. David was a man after God's own heart, and God testified this about David. You'd have to be a very special individual for God to witness about you or to give and offer a positive testimony about you. How many of us can say, or how many of us know what the Lord's testimony of us would be today? Do you know? Do you know what the Lord would say about you today if he were walking on earth at this very moment? Could you, could it be said of you that you are a man or a woman after God's own heart? What would God say about you? Think about this. Consider this. If God were going to give a witness or a testimony about you to others, what would he say? No doubt for each one of us, it would be something different. It would be something very different. We would have strengths and we would have weaknesses. And it's interesting to me that in spite of the career that David had, where he had the, that period where he took Uriah's wife, Bathsheba, to be his own. He had Uriah killed. He lost his baby. His son, Absalom, turned against him in rebellion and then his son, Absalom, ended up being killed by one of David's high commanders. David's life was fraught with many things, laden with many sins. But yet God would testify of David that he was a man after his very own heart. What would God say about you? Now, David, in this place in Psalms 132, he conveys how he could not rest in his home. He could not rest upon his bed. He could not shut his eyes to sleep until he had found a dwelling place for the Lord. And lastly, he would say, let us worship at his footstool. 
what I would convey to you and me, we too should all not rest until we have found a place for the Lord. Though David made reference to the physical abode of the tabernacle, the application to us to not to rest until we find our dwelling place for the Lord. We need to find a dwelling place for the Lord. So you ask yourself, do you believe? The scripture tells us the devils believe and they tremble. Now, God rests in the heart of his people. God umpires and rules their lives from the throne of their hearts. You all have hearts. And when I mean hearts, I'm not talking about the physical organ, but I'm referring to the seat of your affections. The place where your spiritual inclinations reside. The place where your beliefs are formed and calcified. The mind, the psychological atmosphere of your existence. What ideas, what beliefs, what motions of the will what concupiscence is housed in the deepest recesses of your heart. If you look at your heart like a hotel or a condominium, a building of condominiums, how many vacancies in your heart do you have? See, because you need to be at full capacity, full capacity in order to be profitable and successful. You need to make sure that you do not come into your home nor go up into your bed, nor give sleep to your eyes or slumber to your eyelids until you find a place for the Lord God. And that place needs to be in your heart. And that is where you present God and to, to live, where you ask him to come in and live. You want the Lord God to take residence in your heart. And what David is saying here is that no matter what must be done, I cannot rest until the Lord God has taken residence in his heart. And not only did he take up one room, 
or two rooms or three rooms or four sectors in his heart, God must take up residence fully and completely. You, we, must be the habitation of the mighty God of Jacob, whom we serve. And we should not rest until we are certain that he has taken residence in our hearts, that we have not made our hearts the habitation for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We need to worship, like David says, at his footstool. And his footstool is where he sits and and where he sits is on his throne. We need to make his throne, his dwelling place in our own hearts. David was a man after God's own heart. God made this assessment of David. God testified this about David. And as I asked you earlier, where does God live in your heart? Does he live in your heart? If he has not taken habitation in your heart, it's because you have not been willing to deal with your sins. You have not been able to come to grips with the assessment that God has made of you and I, which is that we are depraved sinners. We seek ways to improve upon sin, but we need to alter that perspective and begin to seek all the ways to ensure that God has taken full, full abode in our hearts and souls and minds. I pray that you would reflect on this. Read Psalms 132 in these verses because it's important that when we look at these, these scriptures, especially and particularly in the Old Testament, we really get some insight into God's mind and to understand what he expects of us because he does not change. He never shall. Only we must change. I pray that you might meditate on this today as we go into the Lord's day tomorrow. Think of these things and may God bless you. This is the Bible provocateur. May you be provoked and be persuaded. And God bless you all.